to another episode of That's Rap Podcast, our bonus edition. Uh, I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. Welcome to the pod. Uh, I am joined by my co-host, Dre, and our producer, Jason. Guys, how are we doing? What's up? What's up? I wouldn't say fantastic. I wouldn't say bonus episode. I want to say this is part two. I like part two better. Bonus feels like a fifteen-minute like tangent of like you know when remember when I don't want to you know bring up bad uh, thoughts. But remember when Kawhi left to LA and it was like six a.m. in the morning and I was like Jay, let's do a bonus episode. That's a bonus episode. Good point. Right. <laughs> This is well, almost like an extension, a, a more jovial, fun thing. Perhaps a, a that's a wrap up party. Ah, I like it. That's a wrap up party. What do you think, listeners? All right. So again, we're doing a little bit new format for that's a wrap. Um, we usually do a, a once a week, and you guys have been really cool, uh, tweeting at us and emailing us uh, with your comments, and it's really really fun interacting with you guys. So what we're trying to do now is have a part one of that's a wrap. And you uh, hopefully you've listened to this uh, this or at least the past week on Thursday and or Friday. And then uh, in the in the weekend, you can have kind of a jovial, more NBA-centric, not too much Raptor talk, or or maybe a lot of Raptor, who knows. But it's kind of more, let's talk about what's on our mind. Let's, let's kind of shoot, shoot the crap with uh, about basketball. So with all that being said, I wanted, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, Team Canada, Team Canada basketball. So it has been said that, uh, in 2020, Victoria, BC is going to hold qualifying matches for the 2020 Olympics being held in Tokyo. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, because not too long ago when we faced the New York Knicks, RJ Barrett came into uh, the Scotiabank Arena and had his own press conference. Not too many people uh, you see come into our someone else's arena and hold their own press conference. I want to say, I want to say maybe Kobe Bryant's last uh, last game here or like Dirk's last game. I don't know what. But like last game though. Yeah, like the like the you last know? last game. So the fact that uh, R.J. Barrett held his own press conference, um, and for reason being, is so he could announce his uh, participation with team Canada. And this is huge news because again, this, we haven't, or when we, I guess the last time we played for, or it, when team Canada played, they didn't qualify. Uh, they didn't do very well. And a lot of players dropped out. Now you see someone like RJ Barry committing, Jamal Murray committing, Alexander, or Shea Gillis Alexander, uh, Nikhila Alexander Walker. And all these, uh, really, really big names for Team Canada are all committing. So it's such a it's 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 great to see. But uh, is this the time where we finally get to see Andrew Wiggins um, play for Team Canada? And is it even that much of a difference if we see Andrew Wiggins anymore? Like, do you, I feel like Jamal Murray is is probably the face of Team Canada now? No. Yeah. Uh, first off, didn't Andrew Wiggins basically turn down the opportunity when the discussion was brought up earlier this year? Not yeah, he did. Oh, did he really? Mm, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Wow. And he, even and, if he and it was like it wasn't even the first time. Right. Even if he changed his mind, as you already brought up, I, first off, Andrew Wiggins is having a much better year than he usually does. But we got other options. We're doing all right, Team Canada. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You got again Jamal Murray, uh, the two the cousins. You of course you got the staples like Kelly Olynyk, uh, Dwight Powell. And uh, Corey Joseph, but the funny thing is, like Jay, like Jay said in the last episode, not all of these players can make it anymore. 
Someone even mm-hmm. like Trey Lyles or Chris Boucher or even Dylan Brooks, like these guys, there there's only fifteen. I, I don't know if the international field, but fifteen players on it's a 12. roster. Twelve. It's twelve. We yes, have at least twenty uh, Canadian players that could qualify, and some who are still playing overseas as well. So, the Canada basketball for men's side, at least, is on the rise. Don't mm-hmm. forget though. Don't forget. I I, I do want to say we are plotting the men. But don't forget the women who are have been committed year after year and top tier for a very, very long time. And they kind of been the staples for international basketball in Canada. So definitely stand up for the women as well. We see you, Canadian women. We see you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. On the note about who Canada can kind of trot out there. And actually, no, I don't want to, to forget about what I was going to say about Andrew Wiggins. Um, you know, he's, you know, to Dre's point, having an amazing season. And uh, Josh Lewenberg reports that there is some, I guess you could say animosity. Uh, that might be a bit of a strong word, but uh, things aren't, the relationship isn't that great between Team Canada and Andrew Wiggins. And that goes both ways. However, yeah. if he were to be invited, I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility that despite, um, I guess, a a bit of a checkered past that both are there may be a willingness to move past that in the interest of Canadian basketball Um, whether or not that actually happens and you know an invite is extended is you know beyond my knowledge base but um, I think if it were to happen and if he were to accept I think that we owe it to him and to Team Canada to kind of give it a try before jumping to the conclusion that, oh, this is a horrible decision. Why even, um, you know, extend that invite? Because I, I will admit that, you know, the last time he turned it down, I, I think I probably tweeted out something to the effect of, let's never invite the guy again. However, <laughs> uh, I guess I'm trying to be the cooler head here and think that, you know, over time, you know, I guess time heals all. And that, um, and and partially, I'm a little bit biased to the fact that Wiggins is probably playing the best ball of his career right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't hurt to have a guy of that caliber uh, on this team. And it's and it's so funny how <laughs> I, I guess um, millennial the way that these guys are committing like Jamal, the two Alexanders, they both committed on 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 Twitter. I'm sure they 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 kind of reported as well, and then they did it on their own social me- social media. So not only are they committing to Team Canada, but they're doing it publicly. And these players, they know that they have the opportunity to play in the NBA for sure, but they they now they're realizing you know what it's. The, the route that we have to set for Team Canada, that's that's where it all starts, right? So it's just much like when Vince Carter, obviously he was the one who kind of started this all, started all these players to open the eyes of basketball might be a real thing. And I feel like when you have something like the Toronto Raptors uh, championship and then you have these Canadian players playing for Team Canada, you see the, the, the effect that it has in, in America it will only get better and bigger in Canada if you have these players like Jamal, like Alexander, like Andrew Wiggins, who are a mainstay in the NBA now, play for their country. It's only just going to affect more and more players that are playing in the NBA. For example, O'Shea Brissett, too. He He's on the rap, or I guess a two-way with the Raptors and a 905. And all he said to Blake Murphy was, look at, like, look at the team, look at my coaches. Of course I'm in. Right, and the the effect it's just it's, it's a trickle down effect when you see players like this who are committed to their teams and also to their country, it it just mm-hmm. goes so far when it comes to young players in Canada. 
Yeah. Um, which uh, obviously all three of us have, have played even small ball in Canada. And uh, I don't know if you knew this, but remember our basketball camp? We actually had people playing for or, you know, applying to play for Team Canada, both men's and women's, that hmm. used to coach Conquest. Wow. And um, do you remember Chris? Uh, Chris actually. I do. I do remember. No, I, I, I forget her name as well. Oh, man. But they were like up in the, they, either they were coaching juniors or something like that, but they were part of Team Canada as well. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, but like you look at it now and it's like we have NBA players mm-hmm. that'll, you know, not to discredit a lot of the locals that, that put their heart and soul into this because, you know, to play for Team Canada was a big deal, even if Canada didn't make it that far. But we have, okay, not a shot. We're facing Team USA unless they all ditch to not play again, you know, a la, you know, the Greece Olympics, the Athens Olympics where nobody showed up. But you know, there's a chance for us to at least represent our country in a way with, you know, power and glory that the world can see. And, you know, for a coach like Nick Nurse to have that opportunity, this could be really good. This this is another thing. As much as we can hark on about Team Canada and all these players playing uh, their role, now it has to be the audience to play their role as well, right? The amount of time... Now the fact that we they're playing to qualify matches in Canada now... That's huge. That means that you get, we basically have home court advantage for us to get into the Olympics. We have to, have to be there, be vocal, and show the world that not only are these players good, but to play in Canada is humongous too. So when you, when you see players, uh, like when you see, uh, I guess, international ball or even uh, international basketball too, you see the atmosphere that they're, that they're in. It's incredible. It's nothing like uh, North America, let alone Canada. So if you show the world how much uh, Canada loves basketball, then that also makes a difference. You already see in the players and they're committed. Are the fans going to be committed? That's what's the most concerning part. And I hope that, and myself included, if there is a chance that the the guys do play, and I saw, I did see just a friendly match I, the first time when RJ Barrett played for Team Canada, and I watched that game, and it was incredible. But a lot of it was the opposing side uh, of the the opposing team, the other country, and it was really fun to watch because they were really into it, right? But then you see mm-hmm. uh, the Canadians are like, mm, I don't. I don't know how I feel about this because it's because we never really done it before. So I hope that, and I'm talking to you fans, I'm talking to you Raptors fans and Team Canada fans. I hope that when you get a chance to cheer on this team, you got to be loud and proud. You have to be as much as the players are doing. We have to do the same as fans. Yes, please. All right. So I don't want to go too much home reason when it comes to Team Canada. I do want to talk a little bit more about the NBA. Uh, a Apparently, and I don't. I, I'm so glad I have my co-host here because they are much better than I am. But I want to talk to you guys about the the new NBA proposals that uh, apparently have been, um, I guess, making the rounds in the NBA news and NBA Twitter. Apparently, and Jay, I want you to take kind of take the role on this. Adam Silver and his team in the NBA, and as well as the NBA MBPA, uh, have been talking about a couple of changes. When it comes to the 2020 season, can you explain? Yeah, and uh, the the proposals that are being, uh, sorry, the, the changes that are being proposed are not until the 2021-22 season, which is the NBA's uh, 75th year, I believe. So wow. 
Um, it's not going to take effect, not even next season, but the season after. But there are four major changes being proposed. Um, this is not to say any of these are going to happen, but mm-hmm. um, as as I kind of read them off to you guys, I'd like to know if you think, you know, yay or nay, is this a good change? Would you go for it? Would you not go for it? Um, the first one is uh, shortening the season from 82 to 78 games. Um, yay or nay? Is this? Uh, would you go for this or not? I don't see the point. Four four games. If you're going to shorten a season, make it you know make it seventy. Make it something apparent that we we definitely feel. Uh, I f- I feel like it's kind of you're taking. I mean, if, if it's go- if you want to take out four games, sure. But uh, if you're trying to get the incentive of because uh, I feel like the problem is load management, right? There's too many games. I don't think four games is really going to change anything. So at this point, I'm going to say nay. Unless it's a gradual change, like it's four at first and then it slowly declines. But I mean, wouldn't they have prop- made that part of the proposal if that was the case? That uh, it would slowly become less and less? Or, Well, I, you know what? I, I'm actually glad you raised that point. And this is why I'm glad that I asked the question and you both chime in first because you both hit upon what I was kind of going to say, which is, yeah, I agree with Jay in terms of like, I don't think four is enough, but I also agree with Dre Mm -hmm. that this might just be like, we're going to do this four, but really that's not the end goal, right? The end goal is to get to 70, but we'll start with four, see what the, you know, revenue ends up being, see Mm -hmm. what the fans feel about it, and then eventually bump it down to 70. So yeah. And, and, and yeah, again, to answer your question, Dre, like, that there's no indication that this is just the quote unquote appetizer to the mm-hmm. actual, you know, end goal of possibly more games being taken off the sked. All right. Uh, next one. This one I feel is the one that's causing the most um, discussion on in NBA Twitterverse. And that is the possibility of an in-season tournament. So this is something mm-hmm. that um, is very popular in Europe, specifically in EPL and all your major soccer leagues, um, they do have a tournament that exists within the regular season, as it were. Um, How that would work in the NBA is um, between the um, thanks, I think it's after Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving and Christmas, there will be an eight team tournament. So that tournament will consist of the six division uh, quote-unquote winners or leaders plus two of the top uh, runner-ups. So that's a, a total of eight teams in this tournament. None of these games in this tournament will count towards their regular season records. So it's an additional of up to three games if you think about it as quarters, semis, and finals. So, um, yeah, that's that's all it really is. It's an so eight-team tournament, single elimination, um, and the winner gets, I believe, just compensation. Like uh, there, there was no discussion about what a winner actually gets. I guess the the title of you know, in-season winner. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? So if the, if it has anything to do with the actual record and where they stand, then sure, if it's going to have some sort of incentive. But if the incentive is just money, clearly. Clearly, these guys don't care anymore when it comes to the money, if that is the incentive. Now, if you're when we talk about the shortened season, this is where it comes up, right? This is where the three or four games, if you're going to take away from the season, you're really not taking anything away. 
if you're going to have this in season tournament. Um, so I don't see the the point. It, if it doesn't, I, I remember watching um, the I guess TFC play uh, some sort of in in season tournament or something. And I don't really know soccer very much. I don't really know MLS very much. I had no idea what kind of Concacaf uh, uh, tournament that their trophy that they were raising. And I was like, oh, is this the playoffs? I don't really know. So I guess. To me, and I would say I'm just a general fan when it comes to to basketball. I'm just like I'm I'm a fan as like just you and I. I don't really know too much about this these like tournaments that the overseas do. Not saying that this is a bad thing, of course, and I feel like change is always a good thing. But if you're talking about like massive changes, I don't think that this is something that you should do just yet. It should be like Dre said, it should be gradual. Talk about uh, something to do with all-star break, some sort of tournament there when it comes to incentives, mm-hmm. not in the season itself. That's why I want to say nay. Yeah. I'm also going to say nay because when this was being hypothesized at the end of last season or during the, the postseason, I don't remember when these talks came up, the idea was this would have guaranteed a lottery pick or um, some sort of a bonus when it comes to the postseason. That's more interesting. If it's just a money incentive, how is this outside of the, the earnings any different than, I don't know, like an all-star kind of event, which isn't that part of the problem with what people are kind of blaming as being like the slowdown of the NBA? Because a lot of people don't really care about the All-Star break anymore, like at all. So this wouldn't really be solving anything. It might be interesting for a minute, and then it's just going to become the dunk contest that we've seen a thousand times. Like, it's not going to really matter anymore. Now, for a lottery pick order, that's important. That sets the precedent. Oh, the Knicks are last, and they're facing the Warriors, who are actually even worse than their dead last. Okay, let's have them face all these other crap teams. Oh, look at that. Now we have an order for a lottery pick. Why? Because they they pooled all of their energy together, fought here, didn't just tank on purpose. They had to actually win this. But bam, here you go. If it's just earnings, I'm not really that interested. I've got to be honest. Okay, let me um, try this out in a real life scenario. Right now we are, um, you know, it is post Thanksgiving in the state well thanksgiving is happening in the states um but if this were to happen let's say it's going to happen right now and mm-hmm. I, I know that the, the standings are changing by the minute but the if this were to happen this season the tournament would look like this and tell me this all of a sudden changes your answer so your first quarter final your one versus eight would be the lakers versus the raptors your two versus seven the Bucks versus the Clippers, your three versus six, the Nuggets versus the Rockets, or four or five is Boston, Miami. So does that change your answer in terms of this generating excitement for a, you know, an extra one, two or three games for these not, teams? Not really, not really, mainly because we know where the landscape is when it comes to the early season. Everyone is playing for the playoffs. And I feel like that's, I guess that's the incentive here. We want more competitiveness. We want more uh, players to be more serious about the season. And is there, is there a, um, 
I guess a rule that we should change? Yeah, maybe. Is there a tournament that we can try out? I don't I don't really know. And even if we had that tournament we face Lakers, sure. That'd be great. But what is the difference if we played them in the season anyways? That that game when we played them in the first uh that in, in the season where we faced them in LA, uh that was already exciting to me, right? Do we really need another uh tournament or reason why we played them? No, I I feel like there's there's, there isn't too much of an incentive to me. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with. Still... Yeah, you're still you're still gonna be a no. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I'm still gonna be a no. Um, for me, let's say the Raptors and the Lakers are, are neck and neck. For me, when they stumble upon each other by chance in the schedule, that's interesting. But when they're pitted up to, against each other, it's it's again, it's just like a, a tournament that doesn't really matter but it's like wait a second these are two of the best teams now who would have for who would have seen that coming look at them now now they're facing in december at some point i can't wait to see what happens it's a little bit different because it feels more like a fate thing like uh they didn't have to end up this way but here we go with this tournament whatever it is it, it again it just doesn't seem worth it and that aspect of it's kind of gone because it's like well of course facing each other because those are their standings right we already get that sensation from the playoffs where it really matters because it's do or die so i don't know still not interested yeah okay i agree with you guys um i think that there's also the the factor of you know what's really the incentive for these guys right i mean the end goal is to win the the nba championship if you are working your butt off and ditching your load management plans in november or december um, what what's the long term effects of that, right? And um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I'm I'm thumbs down on this in season tournament. Um, the next one on the proposal list is um, a play in tournament. So the way this would work out is um, near the end of the regular season, uh, the top six make the playoffs, while seeds seven through ten compete for the final two playoff spots. So the way that would work is. Seven and eight would face off the win in a one game, you know, elimination. The winner automatically gets the seven seed. The loser is not out yet. So hold that thought. Eight has lost. They're just in a holding pattern. Meanwhile, the other two, the nine and the ten, face off. Also a one game elimination. The loser is out. The winner faces number eight. And they face off one more time. Eight mm-hmm. versus nine. The winner gets the eight seed. So, what do you guys think of that one? So it's kind of like uh, the wild card, right? In in MLB, yes, right, yes, or in hockey, right? Hockey's got something similar, doesn't it? I think no, yeah. not not and like a wild card though. Not a oh, wild card. Actually, yeah, the, the, there is there is a kind of a wild card type thing in hockey, but it's not played out like baseball, where it's like player go winner go home. This mm. one is basically. You know, the seven and the eight seed still have the advantage because all those teams have to do is just win one game and they're in the playoffs. Whereas if you're a nine or a 10, you have to win twice to get in. But at least you still have a chance Mm -hmm. to get in. So, yeah. The only reason why I'm not in it is because I don't feel like it matters when it comes to... Okay, so this is like the spoiled uh, good team effect. Whereas in let's say it's where Charlotte or or uh, I don't know Cleveland or some of the, the the lesser teams at now 
um, if they had a puncher's chance to go up against, you know, Milwaukee or LA Clippers, do I really want to watch a beatdown? Even if they do make Ooh, it, I don't, point. you know what I mean? Like if the only, the only way I would like this to happen is if we change the entire playoff, uh, and take away the whole seven game or before five game series and make it like the NCAA and winner take all every single game. Then that would be the most interesting. I feel like college, the, the March madness is so fun to watch and I don't know any of these young players, but the fact that it's, it's, it's winner go home. That's why it's so fun. So if you're going to change the NBA to all of that, and I know that's not going to happen because money, but if that would that would be the only reason why I would like to see the 10 seed go up to a, a one seed because you know not the, the only chance uh, that will will happen for a, a lower seed to beat a first seed is if it was a winner go home. So that's that's I know knowing that the NBA is not going to change their playoff format, I'm going to say nay. Yeah, um, I've got a similar sentiment. It's only positive if it's your team. Like, if you're from Cleveland, it's like, oh, my God, we're in the playoffs. But then, as as you said, Jason, who wants to see their team getting their butts kicked in the playoffs, especially if they haven't really earned it? If they pulled out all the stops and somehow did, like, a sports movie miraculous, oh, my goodness, they somehow made the playoffs because of this of this chance and now they're actually beating teams and they're making it up the ladder who would have thought but that's that's not realistic it's i get it especially in an east where a lot of the lower c teams are so weak that kind of squeak their way in but like i don't know i'm a little bit more on board with it than the other idea but i'm still not like fully on board yeah it it's I'm hard. On board. You're on board with it. I'm I'm intrigued. Tell us why. Um, I'm on board because uh, I think I think because we are, are Raptors fans, we're so used to thinking about the East. But I'm thinking about over in the West. So think about this mm-hmm. scenario where that's fair. Even just this season as an example, right? You have a team like the Pelicans, who were you know a couple of us had predicted they could make some noise and actually squeeze into the playoffs, but they've been beset with some injuries. They are currently 11th in the conference. But once Zion Williamson comes back, if they start to make some noise, imagine them sitting there at the 10 seed at the end of the season. Zion is like clicking. He's playing at an all-NBA level. And that's a team that, you you know, they're an exciting team. And yet, ah, it sucks. It sucks. If they didn't have those two months without Zion, they totally could have been a playoff team. And now here they are in mid-April, fully healthy and clicking on all cylinders. They probably deserve a shot in the playoffs versus, let's say, a... A team that clung on or something, right? Exactly. Like a Portland team that's clinging to eighth, okay. but really isn't that fantastic. So that's this a pretty is why good thinking, point. Yeah, there's, there's some intrigue there for the 9-10. And I think we are, and rightfully so, I mean, again, we, we are so used to talking about the East, and whatever is a play in the East is not exciting because, yeah, to your guys' point, right? It's like you're going to get slaughtered. Uh, in the uh, the playoffs anyways and, th- and that could very well be the case in the west too but i think what we're trying to figure out here is like what is the best uh, you know for the nba and th- there is some intrigue there in this play-in style format and you know it combines a little bit of that ncaa that you're referring to jay where yeah it's one win and you're in right so uh, i kind of like that excitement of it and um, i think that it, it creates a little bit more intrigue uh, you know for teams that are 
just on the cusp of making the playoffs. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I guess we're a little bit too, again, spoiled Toronto Raptors uh, a fan. We've been good for so long uh, that we don't even, and we're always watching the West from afar. So it would be quite interesting to watch like a Zion-led team face the Lakers. No, that's, that, would, that would be quite interesting. Um, it would be very interesting. And, but, and sticking, you know, sticking with the West, um, one final um, uh, proposal that was, was pitched was around reseeding um, in the conference finals. So uh, the, the thinking would be that the, the four teams, so the two Eastern Conference finalists and Western Conference finalists, once they get to that final four, that is where reseeding would happen. So then your record would be taken into effect and the team with the best record would face the team with the worst record. Um, and this wasn't a scenario, I don't think that it... Um, if, if, for example, this was in place last season, the the seeding would be Milwaukee 1, Toronto 2, Golden State 3, and Portland 4, meaning Toronto-Golden State would actually be a conference final, quote-unquote, or a semifinal, and Milwaukee would face Portland, where the winners of each would face in the finals. That's where the reseeding kind of takes place. What they're trying to avoid is a scenario where, again, the assumption is that the Western Conference has a stronger conference. Um, and if they have two of the best records, they should not be facing off in the conference finals while the dregs of the East are facing each other for a chance to get whipped by someone in the West. That's <laughs> kind of the thinking of it. I don't agree with it because I think that the best records in the NBA are actually going to come out of the East because mm -hmm. of the level of competition. But um, yeah, thoughts, guys? Uh, yay or nay on conference finals reseeding? They'll there. Here, here's the difference. I the when I heard about the conference reseeding, I thought it was going to be the entirety of it, so the entire playoffs. So I was thinking like one in sixteen. I mean, yeah, one in sixteen play or something like that. So the fact if it was if it was like that, I feel like that would have been ridiculous. But I, I feel like there should be some sort of mix up when it comes to playoffs. I don't know if this is the answer. Um, so I'm gonna go half and half on this. I feel like they the they've tried a difference uh, even with it comes to like scheduling with the seven game and five game, and there has been a lot of talk with the with, with the receding. So. I'm intrigued. If there's anything about this list, about these proposals, I'm intrigued about this receding. That's all. Yeah. Um, I think this is one that I would like to see in practice more than anything. Yeah, um, just absolutely. to see how it fares out. But it it seems the most sensible out of all of these decisions. Um, there could be something good there or it could be a complete and utter disaster. I would have to wait and see. But it it seems all right to me. I mean, yeah, it, it could spice things up a little bit, especially when you have, uh, not to be this Raptors fan, freaking Wizards teams that tank on purpose to try and, and face this whatever. Well, you know, when the, the wrench is thrown in, what are you going to do now? It, it, it adds some unpredictability. I like it. I'm going to, um, you know, kind of, <laughs> I had the same thinking what, what, what Jay said, right? Which is like, I was kind of hoping that this would be a lot further out than just the conference finals, like really reseeding the top four, that's not going to change anything, right? That's also this true. is almost like that that earlier proposal I mentioned about shortening the season. Like if you're going to go from 82 to 78, that's not enough. You got to do this reseeding throughout all 16 mm -hmm. teams. Um, 
and the other thing is like both conferences are and this is more of a, a recency bias that I'm, I'm basing this decision on but it's like the 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 top of each of the conference is pretty set like we kind of know who are the top teams in each conference so you don't really need reseeding at that level that's you know you're you're essentially getting the two best from each conference you're not getting any wild cards or or surprise teams in there um so yeah i would say that this is not a good idea i would say that this is something that should be stretched out to the conference semis probably and there you get some intrigue um yeah so i'm i'm kind of on the dislike mm. side of this that's also true wow so yeah i mean i'm you know what the one thing i am glad the nba is doing though is that they're trying to look at different things and yeah you know we can yep, talk whole, all, all about like silver being one of the top uh, uh of like any of the major sports leagues and he's he's very open-minded he's uh, like all about change which is fantastic um if these are the proposals for next year that might be a little bit too strange at first but at least the, that they're trying something new that you know like it that's always that's always really good to say uh but yeah no jay is there is there any other proposals that that we want to talk about no that's it wow. not even to eliminate the knicks that'd be a great one <laughs> we just sign a petition to eliminate teams that <laughs> send we don't, the entire we like. team to the chinese league yeah just uh no i would say the the worst team this you treat it like soccer if we're gonna copy soccer with the in-season tournament then do relegation worst nba record goes to the G League. G League winner comes to the NBA for a year. Ooh. So the, the Warriors are going to be thrown out for the, uh, what's the, the G League team with the lobster logo? What are they called again? The the, the main red claws. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would, can you imagine that NBA red claws? That'd be sick. <laughs> that would be, that would be great. So, with with this additional part two of that's a wrap, I wanted to ask you guys uh, a couple of questions. Basically, I want to play a game with you guys. I know we've done it already with Jay uh, about uh, name the team. And last time we talked about which player was on which team, and uh, clearly we were we were a little screwed up with our players. This time around, I already teased it out to J- to Dre. This one's about food. All right, so I'm going to give you guys um a hint and i want you guys to name the team and it's themed over or is themed after promotions for for each team okay i have Ooh. a couple of you guys a couple of promotions ah, that i nice. want to sh- tell you guys and then you gotta kind of guess the team all right so you guys ready to go okay yeah, so like sponsors this. that like teams partake in you mean or well i'm going to tell you the sponsor and what happens through uh, so in, in order to the, for the promotion to actually work and then you have to name which team is being sponsored okay. so if you said if you said mcdonald's free fries for 100 points exactly. yeah it should be the raptors yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, so my first one my first one to help you guys out is if this team shoots 12 threes which happened or 12 or more threes which happened today in a single game the fans and attendants will get free mcdonald's fries which team is it the All Toronto. Right. To Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors. All right, cool. Yes, gotcha. gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> and, and and just just one disclaimer to all listeners: neither Dre or I have any idea what Jay's about to. Yes. Tell no, us. this is completely blind. 
I want to say, I also want to say one thing too. Not only that, listeners, if you guys are still uh, listening with us, thank you so much. Uh, again, this is part two of That's a Wrap. Um, I feel like you. hopefully you guys are listening to this on a Sunday evening or a Sunday afternoon, not too sure. But I want you guys to play along. And also, if you know any other team that has a promotion like this, because honestly, I would tell you guys, this was really hard to find. I don't feel like a lot of teams are doing this anymore. I see a lot of giveaways per game. But no longer are they doing uh, the, the every game, the 41 games at home, are they doing these promotions. So these are really hard mm-hmm. to find. But there are a few, and I want to ask you guys these ones. Okay, first one, Papa John's. I don't feel like there's Papa John's in Canada, but regardless. Papa John's, if this team simply wins at home, just wins, <laughs> fans, not just in attendance, but everybody else in this area can use a promo code on the Papa John's website to get 50% off in their entire pizza order. Which team? (laughs) I feel like I should actually know this one. (laughs) This has to be a crappy team. (laughs) Because what kind of promo is this? If that was like, like, let's say the Lakers, like you're already down like (laughs) 50% on 15 different nights. I have a feeling it could have been the Lakers because they used to be shit until like two years ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like I was actually thinking it might be the Lakers because I know they have something similar. I'm gonna go with the Lakers because I know they used to be shit. Doesn't mean that they're gonna they're they're gonna still get rid of it. But I think it was something that they still had. Jay, what are you thinking? Uh I don't know, man. I I wish <laughs> I kind of knew where where Papa John's is like head office is located, because I'd be like, all right, whatever's the closest <laughs> NBA team. That's that's it's in Denver. (laughs) So I guess on that note, I'm just gonna kind of guess on a team that probably isn't that great, and I'm gonna go with let's go with the Atlanta Hawks. Ooh, we're both wrong. I want to say disclaimer: this one was definitely the hardest to get. It is the Miami Heat. Anybody in the Miami? They they haven't been bad in ages. I know anyone. If you if they literally if they just win. You get fifty percent off your pizza order. <laughs> you know, you know why that's a smart promo. Was that? Because that's that's South Beach. Anyone yes. with a beach bod, they ain't eating pizza. Yeah, they true. know people aren't going to take up that offer. True, but then again, that's that nightlife though. That nightlife in Miami is probably ridiculous. Then again, why would you have pizza? You have tacos everywhere. Okay, anyways, continuing on. Chick Fil A, the foul shot promotion. If the opposing team misses two free throws <laughs> attempts in a single trip to the foul line during the fourth quarter, fans in, attendance, fans in attendance will win a free Chick-fil-A sandwich. Again, two there free throws missed in a single trip to the free throw line only in the fourth quarter, fans will get a sandwich. What team? What in the hell kind of a... <laughs> what? Was this and when like, Dwight Howard was still in his pride? <laughs> <laughs> and it has to be the opponent, so it's like... The opponent, exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> like we, th- that was obviously that was something that Raptors fans were were very happy to witness. Uh, you know, against Philadelphia when Josh Richardson hit those missed all three free throws in and the fourth quarter. Could you but imagine Chick Fil A? Do we want to be a part of that though? <laughs> uh, actually, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not going down that road. <laughs> um, Man, it's so random. God, this... <laughs> so, I'm gonna have to guess. This is like so a okay. southern team. Because, like, a, yeah, it's the Chick-fil-A love. Oh, but, like, what southern team? Okay. 
well, the fact that you're you, you have to look it up indicates that it's not it's not like an obvious South team like San Antonio or Dallas. So mm-hmm. now I'm gonna have to reconsider. I'm gonna guess by that reaction something more like a Atlanta Hawks, where it's not like obviously Texas or I'm gonna go with the Hawks. Jay, I I thought I actually the way your reasoning, Dre. I almost felt like you were going to say my answer, and that's Memphis. Oh, yeah, that could be Memphis, too. Mm. Yeah, Interesting. Interesting thought process, because, Dre, you're completely right. It is the 11. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of myself. So the reason why, this is why, (laughs) this is the exact reason why. I brought brought this up because I was watching. We were watching the. We just played the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta, and there are a couple of times where we were facing, or um, I don't know, whoever Pascal or Fevan Vliet was at the free throw line. And then you know those uh, where the the tables were like the the I guess where the TV or the broadcasters are and everything like where the tables are, and they have ads, right? <laughs> so there was like a Chick-fil-A foul or something like that. And I was like, what the hell is that? And so I researched this. It was like, Atlanta Hawks, if blah, 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 two free throws attempts are gone, you get a free sandwich. I was like, that's amazing. And then so that, this basically, Atlanta Hawks was the reason why this is this is all going on. So good for what, you. I've got a question, though. It's the Atlanta Hawks. Don't they want to give their poor fans some, some more hope? Like, like the free fries or something. If they win a game, wouldn't that make more sense? It's the Atlanta Hawks. You give know. them like the most impossible thing. Chick Fil A is. I mean, two two missed free throws. Let's say you like you get you get Dwight Howard in the line or something. That's not a bad. That's not a bad deal. But in today's league, that's not very often. Like Joel Embiid was considered an off night. Just wasn't a common occurrence. That's fair. Well. <laughs> Well, there you I'm just go. happy I got it right. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. When you said Atlanta, I was like, "Damn, man!" Okay, I'm so proud of myself. And I know that I know that that you know I got to find numbers on this. So this is what I found. Okay, and, and again, the you can't like you can't do anything really about the free throw percentage of your opponent, but the Atlanta Hawks, their opponents shoot free throws and hit their free throws at a rate. That is amongst the best in the NBA. Wow. So the again, it's out of the, you know that that's totally out of the you're out of it's out of their control, right? But they give up more free throws than almost every other team in the NBA, and yet the free throw percentage is almost eighty percent. Therefore, <laughs> this promo is probably never being given out. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like. Name. It's a stupid promo. That's an incredible <laughs> stat. Thank you so much for that, Jay. Holy crap. Okay. Uh, two more. Two more. Uh, okay. We got a... We got tacos promotion. That's what it's called. If this team wins a home game and holds their opponent to below 100 points, everyone in attendance gets two free tacos from Jack in a Box. It's not even Taco Bell or anything. It's from Jack in a Box. Oh, I think that's I the Lakers. know this one. Yeah, that's the Lakers. Taco That's Tuesday. The That's the Lakers. Right? That was the easiest one for sure. Yes. There we go. Los Angeles that was Lakers. the only one I think I've known. <laughs> yeah, we we, we yes. were both dead set on that one. Yes. I knew nice. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well done, boys. Well done. Okay. Final one. And this is not a promotion that is throughout the entire season, but this is another McDonald's promotion. During four games this year against at home against the Denver Nuggets, Dallas Mavericks, Spurs, and Phoenix Suns. 
if this team scores 100 or more points, just 100 or more points, during those four games, McDonald's would give everyone in attendance a free Big Mac. Name the team. So they have to get 100 points in any of those, in any, if they're facing any of those four opponents? At home. What are the opponents again? Denver, Dallas, San Antonio, Phoenix. That's got to be like a Southern team. That's got like a vendetta. It's got to be. San Antonio, yeah, Dallas, absolutely. Phoenix, Denver. Yep. It's got to be like Houston or yeah. something. Mm, interesting concept. That's a good guess. That's a good guess. Um, gonna go I'm also going to stay in the West. I'm going to stay in the West and go with... Wait, well, this is McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with Utah. Ooh, well, we are in the West, and let's just give these guys something to look forward to. It's the Golden State Warriors. Oh! Yeah, 100 points. <laughs> they'll get a free Big Mac, and at this point, it doesn't look like they're going to score 100 points at all anytime it's more soon. More like a big, fat zero. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, okay. And then finally, I have this bonus one. It's not, it's not any... Uh, it's just something that I've went down a rabbit hole when it comes down to these promotions. Did you know, in 2018... Chipotle gave away approximately $100 million worth of burritos during the NBA Finals. Just the NBA Finals. If the announcer (laughs) says free, so let's say free throws or something like that, Chipotle would tweet out a code that that you will basically text to a certain phone number, and then you will be drawed to win free Chipotle. A free burrito. So 500 people will win in the first half and 1,000 people will win in the second half. That is a crazy, crazy promotion. Man. I can wow. guarantee the bathroom lines were very long. <laughs> <laughs> Those people missed the rest of the game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that was fun. That was a good rendition of Name That Team. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was a lot of fun. Great concept, Jay. Thanks, dude. All right. Well, I'm also very, very hungry right now. <laughs> I know. I just, Give us I'm, some free promotions. But I mean, Jack in the Box? I don't know. Tacos and Jack in the Box? Isn't that a, a burger joint? Well, they do is. everything, I think. I guess so. All right. Well, in that case, that's good. That's that's a lot for part two. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we got to do this, guys. Uh, listeners, again, Tell us how you feel about these two parters uh, so you can have a lot more of us of That's A Wrap. Tweet us, email us at That's A Wrap and That's A Wrap Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear your comments and or if you guys want us to stop doing this. I don't know. Whatever you like. Just just, just tweet at us. We love talking to you guys. Okay, Trey, where can we find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can also follow my film, editorial, and review website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-L-E.com. By the time this episode is up, I'm probably just about to hit the 80s. Uh, the true era of Oscar Bates for good and for bad. So uh, see what I like and see what I don't like. It could be your favorites or least favorites. Uh, Jay, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalesaurus, R-O-S-A-L-E-S-A-U-R-U-S. You can find my work on Raptors HQ. Uh, you can also find this pod on Raptors HQ. So um yeah, this is a fun episode, Jay. Where can we find you? Awesome. And you can find all of us uh, on Twitter at That's A Rap Pod. And make sure to email us too at That's A Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're searching us up on all of your podcatchers, find us at Raptors HQ because that is our home base. Until next time, boys and girls.
That's a wrap.